What's up, guys? We're back with our first episode of the year. First Unhinged 2023. And, um... You know, it's been a slow start. I'm pretty sure my sign-off from last year was I'm not going to leave you guys in the lurch over the holidays. And then I did, LOL. But to be fair, I think we all deserved a break. And man, it's been really hard to get back into the new year. I think for all of us, slow living and just enjoying and having time off and disconnecting and having a little bit of a social detox was so addictive that I don't know about you guys. I truly disconnected. I disconnected my sim to the point where I actually had to go into Verizon to start my phone back up because I like could not. I had disconnected it to the point of no return. So I actually had to get a new sim card when I came back. What I did over the holidays, I went to Minnesota and Wisconsin. That's what happens when you marry a man from the Midwest. You make the sacred, blizzard-driven pilgrimage over to the cold, cold weather. Um, And it was really, really nice. We were with his family the whole time. And, you know, that's definitely a new holiday experience for me because for the last decade, I've had extremely selfish holidays where I haven't had to buy any gifts or consider family plans. Um, My old New York holiday tradition was sing-sing karaoke and dinner at Dallas Barbecue RIP East Village. That's no longer. So a very different type of holiday um but very welcome and then after that we went to the glitz and the glamour of the Cayman Islands where everybody happened to be this year surprisingly I stayed at Palm Heights the only place to be I DJ the New Year's party more on that later um exclusive unhinged tea everybody all the star-studded Instagram, TikTok, Gorgesica girls and gays were down there. Um, to name a few, Bella Hadid, Emily Radha, the new, the the new, the newer generation, and then we had like the next wave, which was like the Chloe Sevenies and the Katie Holmes. Kind of like that's more my era. Um, <laughs> the interesting thing I found out actually about Cayman is that paparazzi's illegal down there which explains why Ami Hammer probably hid out down there during his um whole debacle which I think is really nice honestly because it gives people a chance to chill and just be off their phone um can confirm Bella is blonde and stunning and super lovely insider tip She tipped the hotel extremely well, paid for a room, no diva behavior, um, nothing but respect for my Palestinian queen. Um, It was an interesting holiday because when you're 31 weeks pregnant and on a bikini looking like a beached whale with um, essentially Sports Illustrated models, LOL, um, 
you really stand out and nothing that people love to do more than give you parenting advice when you're this pregnant. And, you know, I get it because it's something that like you can relate on and you have this commonality with. So typically if I see like young parents or an older person and they see that I'm like heavily pregnant, they always kind of give me their two cents, which I think is really sweet. Some of it's great. Some of it is unhinged. Um, Take it with a grain of salt. Obviously, everybody has different approaches. But and then it's also like interesting the things people choose to tell you. You know, like you have the mom who is like, by the way, like, don't worry, like you can have a drink. I smoked a spliff through my entire pregnancy. Free spirit hippie who's like breastfeeding on the beach and like wants you to know she had a very European pregnancy, which I support, by the way. Like I have been really flexible with certain things. Um, I think I've mentioned this in previous episodes where I read the Emily Oyster book, which presents facts around risks, which has helped me feel really comfortable with decisions like I eat raw fish from certain places and I do have a glass of wine. Um, Not everybody is receptive to that. And let me tell you (laughs) a really fun story that happened while I was down at the Cayman Islands. There was this one waitress, um, one server at the Coconut Club who definitely was Judge Judy did not want me to have an Aperol spritz. Like one, I would say I had three drinks total the entire time I was there, like one glass of wine, one like diluted Aperol spritz and like maybe like a quarter of a glass of champagne on New Year's, which just so we can clarify with people, doctors recommend drinking a glass of wine, red wine each day. It's supposed to help the pregnancy. Secondly, like you have to drink a certain amount of alcohol for it to affect your bloodstream. That's why we have drink limits with driving, right? Like they don't say don't drink at all. Like if you have one sip of alcohol, you can't drive. Like you have to drink a a certain amount to be physically and like chemically impaired. And half a glass of wine is not that limit. So I ordered an Aperol spritz and I was like, hey, like, would you mind just diluting the Aperol spritz and making it mostly non-alcoholic? And she just would not bring me my drink. And at first I thought she forgot, like, the order because it's, like, kind of busy down there. And it's on island time too, so, you know, that service is, like, a little bit slower. Um, And so I ordered and she didn't bring the drink over and then... I reminded her again. I was like, oh, my Aperol spritz. And she's like, okay. And then just never came back. So I had to order it from someone else. And didn't think anything of it at the time because I just was like, you know, reading my book and lying in the sun and not really paying attention. Just was just brushed it off as an oversight. So then the next day I order um, a milkshake, which is off the kids menu ate a lot from the kids menu um 
that's a perk from being pregnant. Like that's something you just get to do because essentially you revert into being a kid. And um, I had a lot of milkshakes down there. So I ordered a milkshake. I ordered it at the bar. And she looks at me and she's like, oh, milkshake, great. Aperol spritz, no. And that's when I realized that she was cock blocking my Aperol spritz, which made me so mad because at first I thought it was like just an oversight. So I never said anything. And I was like, okay, I'm on vacation, number one. Number two, like, I think I can make a safe assessment on if I'm having like a diluted Aperol spritz, if that's really going to affect my baby at 31 weeks. But she made the decision for me. God bless her. I think she meant well. Cut to the next day. Love that I have this drama with this waitress down there. Um, That's how slow the island was moving. (laughs) I was beefing with one of the cocktail waitresses. Um, There is this amazing sushi menu down down at the hotel um they have like a ton of menus like a pizza shawarma menu um a more of like a formal dining menu and then the sushi menu and so you know like i i know that this the standard of food and the level of produce one i know the chef down there jake shout out love you love your work um i know the owners i know the team really well like Everything is of exceptionally high standard. I'm not going to a 7-Eleven and getting um, a spicy tuna roll. It's like, it's it's different varying conditions, right? Um, In the same way, like sushi quality at a Nobu, not to be an asshole, but I do think that place is super overhype, is different to like a C-grade restaurant serving sashimi. So I think you use your best judgment and things like this. And I had decided that I would eat raw fish out there from the hotel. And so I order in a group with a bunch of people, like a bunch of the sashimis. And she looks at me and she's like, it's raw. Like that's what she responded to me when I gave the order. And I was like, oh, I understand. She goes, okay, the fish is raw. And I'm like, lady, like who made you my mother? during this vacation it was honestly so bizarre and she said it like three or four times and then I cut her off and I was like yep got it understand it's raw we're all sharing because it's like I don't need you to lecture me on you know like mum shame me essentially a stranger who I don't know on decisions I'm making about my body and it was really really frustrating um that was my like little rant um, my 31 week rant, even though, you know, 31 weeks, I'm so pregnant. I've, I'm carrying an additional 30 pounds, which is wild considering the baby is like three and a half pounds and she's weighing like low in the percentile range. So she's not even a big baby. Um, I guess that's just what my body needs to grow this human. And that's totally okay. But it is terrifying as a woman (laughs) to just be expanding in all the places you've tried to not over the last 30 years. I had a, I had, I was assaulted at the nail salon, by the way, before I left for the Cayman Islands. I usually go to, you know, only a couple of places in LA. My girl Rico does my money. And then I have like, I love going to, Lanny Nails um, on Beverly. 
for my pedicure because I love the ladies there. But it was Christmas, like it was holidays. Everyone was busy. I was rushing to get like a holiday pedi before I left. Um, so I go to this new spot with Alyssa and I get into the massage chair and the lady, she means well, by the way, this is just like a very typical, like older Asian woman who has foot and mouth. And I have, I'm like really well-versed and experienced in this type of conversation because my mother is exactly like, like I grew up like this. So this like passive aggressive Asian foot and mouth older um, dynamic is something I'm extremely used to. So she's like, oh, you can't, can you can't sit in the chair? You need a pillow. I'm like, no, I'm fine. Cause like, I want to use the massage chair. You know, I want to like use the machine. And she's like, no, 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 too big, too big. She like kept saying that to me over and over. I'm like, chill lady. I'm not that big. Um, and she's like, mm, girl, girl. Right. I'm like, yeah, girl, good guess. You know, She's like, yeah, girl, wide, widespread, face wide, hips wide, big boy, bump. I'm like, um, okay, <laughs> wow, did not expect, did not expect this today, but here we are. Um, and she kept like looking over at Alyssa, being like, oh, your friend's so swollen, so swollen, needs foot massage, needs. Um, actually, no, you can't get your feet massaged. Um, and Alyssa's like laughing. We're both laughing like we've never been to this place for there. It was actually a great experience. I would recommend this place. I would go back. It was kind of more funny and comical. Like I felt like I was being punked. Um, and she essentially spent like the whole like 90 minutes we were in there telling me I was like really big. Um, <laughs> it's funny when people are like, oh my God, you're so pregnant. You're still pregnant. I'm like, yes, I am still pregnant. 31 weeks later, actually longer, because if you calculate the two miscarriages, which I did two full first trimesters, which is the worst part of pregnancy, um, symptom wise, I have been pregnant for over a year. So my patience with this type of thing is definitely truly at the end, but I only have eight weeks to go, eight or nine weeks to go. So, you know, not long now, but it was definitely a full-on murder at the nail salon, bloodbath, homicide. Um, speaking of homicides, lol, not, not something I thought I would say in this podcast. I am deeply obsessed with the Idaho killings and um, they just caught the guy who um, was like a criminology like student um, and just did all this, like, I don't know, it's just this case has all the makings of a really good crime junkie episode. So I'm going to need my girl, Ashley Flowers, to hurry up and um, do a comprehensive episode on this case because she's the only person I trust to report everything in full. Also, like, those two just have really calming voice. Um, I find it so easy to listen to their stuff. Unhinged agenda. What else has been happening in the world since we last caught up? Got a lot of really good guests lined up for this year that we're going to jump into. I am super excited to have on the show. So coming soon, it's not just going to be me blabbering away with my unhinged thoughts, but um, I do have a lot of them. Oh, <laughs> Hailey Bieber's Nepo baby t-shirt. 
I like Charlie XCX. Appreciate the attempt. Keyword being attempt here. Um, you can't wear shit like that for paparazzi reasons and then change out of it. It's like such a stunt. And it's like such a honestly odd stunt by someone who has really never been outspoken about anything. Like, personally, I think she's gorgeous, stunning, and super lovely. Had a few, you know, not close interactions with her. But this whole thing was just bizarre because it's like, you're not even known for being that girl. You know what I mean? Like, you're not the outspoken girl. Like, you're not the, like, I'm going to make a meme girl or say something witty. She's the most vanilla fence-sitter. And I think, you know, obviously that's due to the fact that there's really nothing she can say or do without people crucifying her. So I totally understand that. But it was like a weird stance to like, it was just the, the wrong hill to die on. Um, Didn't pull it off. It was a fail in my eyes. So tired of the Nepo baby discourse, to be honest. Mostly because like, I really am surprised by the surprise. Like anybody in the industry knows that Hollywood is built on nepotism. It's been this way its entire history. Like that is the legacy of Hollywood. So everyone like now being shocked that like all these people in the industry have connections. It's like no fucking shit. Like why do you think like the Weinstein Me Too thing happened? Like people were desperate like there were levels of desperation to break into an industry that was so closed doors. That's how all this like demonic, disgusting things have managed to like go on in the industry. And so people now being like, I can't believe this. It's like, what do you not believe? This is so believable, actually. This is everything this industry is about. Um, like to even be in the place of privilege to have access into a world where like, you need lessons, you need headshots, you need an agent, you need this, you need that. Like all these things come with like wealth and privilege and proxy to, it's a very small amount of people who just like cold break into an industry like this. And so I guess the outrage I felt was more that people were stupid enough to be surprised by this. Um, <laughs> not to be a hater, but I'm like, what did you expect? <laughs> And um, no comment on the idiots who are saying that it hasn't helped them open any doors. We all know that's not the case. Um, other things that I feel like it's really imperative we chat about. Oh, oh, another thing that people were fake surprised. I actually don't know if people are genuinely surprised about this stuff or they're just bored and have want to do like an internet hot take. Buckle fat. This is such old news to me. It's like Zoe Kravitz circa 2018-2019. That the fact that the think pieces now are coming out about buckle fat or like it just has happened to be this big trending topic. I'm like, you guys are late. Like you're so late on the celebrity plastic surgery trends and tips. Like this is old news. Buckle is actually like kind of on its way out. So the fact that people are talking about it now, like it's a new surgery is kind of mind-boggling and it was in the freaking New York Times like what is that where we are with reporting 
Loki, I love low brow trash, so I'll take it, but definitely a surprise to see that in there <laughs> by them reporting on buckle fat. Um, as a woman who's like severely swollen right now, like everything is swollen. Like my double chin has a double chin. My cheek fat has sprouted in like ways physically like swollen in ways I didn't even know were possible. So I understand the appeal. Um, but I do also think that, you know, like this type of thing is so personal and I don't understand the obsession with needing people to go on the record with surgeries they've had. I do, I do think there's like a sense of responsibility if you're a public figure and you advertise something when it's clearly misleading, like you know, saying that you're on a certain type of diet while you're like doing Ozempic or accrediting a workout to a fitness plan you're on when you've gotten surgeries and misleading people for sales and exploiting that for financial gain, I think is definitely an issue. But as far as what people do in their personal lives, like I don't care and neither should you. I love to gossip about it, but um, it's really none of our businesses. Like, I don't care if, if Megan Fox has had five surgeries. Like, if she wants to look hot, like, good for her. I want to look hot too, you know? I really think this, like, kind of fascination or intent to have people admit certain things, it's like, do you guys not have better things to do with your life than to publicly shame strangers who you don't know to go on the record about surgeries they've had. Like, why Why do we need this? Like, why do we need this corroboration from them? Like, what exactly does that do for you to know that one of the Kardashians has had X amount of surgeries? I think it's like pretty obvious if somebody has or hasn't. And I don't know, me personally, like, I don't need... I can go to bed at night knowing that Khloe Kardashian has had a ton of plastic surgeries and not gone on the record to confirm it. Like that does not bother me. I don't know why it's an issue for so many people. Um, I would check those priorities. <laughs> uh, I watched the Harry and Meggles documentary and I have to say, I have a newfound respect for Harry purely based on the fact that he said he listened to Shenseea in some like interview the most random takeaway from all of this but it really is bonkers when you look at what they've gone through with the press over there I guess like I wasn't really following it in detail like that um and now the outrage that they're actually speaking against it it's like okay like you racist twats have had so much leverage and press and publicity to print these lies and nasty things. And now that they're disputing it or having an alternate opinion, like you have an issue with that, like, no, like you can just scram right off. Um, I do think that the documentary is a little bit insufferable as much as I stand, stand by them and think that what England's done is disgraceful and like, the royal family are a bunch of just waste, like celebrities with li literally no political power who freeload off 
taxpayers money and do nothing in return and so the irony that they would be labeling like Megan as a gold digger it's like literally all you guys do is like waste the public's money you don't you're like low-grade celebrities who have no political power to change laws or policies and like essentially do nothing for the country um but impose your patriarchal racist ideologies on everybody but I think it's interesting now that like they take issue with like her having a say when they have like this crazy monopoly and like relationships with the media to essentially print like the most bonkers things about Meghan and Harry. I will say that my one constructive criticism from the documentary is I cannot stand that they don't call each other their real names. Like YH. Like we know it's Harry, babe. Just say. Like we know that's his name. Like, why are you calling him H? But I also have caught myself calling John my husband a bunch. And I find that also insufferable. So I'm trying to like, take check with myself on that. Because I don't want to be one of those people that's like, my husband, my husband did this. It's like, yeah, hon, we know his name's John. Okay, stop being so annoying. I do have to say that I had a moment of how the hell do people do life and pregnancy and babies and just everything alone when we got back from our trip and we had like a really gnarly way back because we flew okay on the way to Minnesota we flew into a storm we were the last flight out of LAX from on that like specific route And then on the way back, we were the last people to take off from Atlanta to LA because there was another storm. And like when we landed in LA, it was crazy. We landed like five hours later at three in the morning. People were like asleep at LAX, like just like sleeping, not even on like chairs, just like on the floor. Um, Had been waiting like two, three days like to get out. Like it was kind of terrifying. Um, so we had like kind of a gnarly, squirrely journey home. We made it though. It's happy about that. And um, the next day I'm like so swollen from the flight. Um, I'm so swollen from like yeah, all the pressure and just like being extremely pregnant and waiting six hour delay, five hour delay, bags not coming on time, sitting in a tight airport seat while I'm this large. and. John's unpacked all the bags. And when I say all the bags, I mean like Minnesota and Cayman. There were like three suitcases, big suitcases of like many different types of wardrobes. Um, and like did all the laundry and cooked dinner for that day and like put everything away. And I was like, man, how... And I just like sat with my feet up because I was like, I'm pregnant and I'm just not doing anything today. Like I'm exhausted mentally, emotionally, socially. I don't have it in me to just like get back to errands. I need a like day off. And he just did it all. And I had this like come to Jesus moment of like thinking about, you know, people who are single parents. And I'm just like, damn, like I'm so lucky. And I never take it for granted. And I think people who do this shit alone, it's really astounding and inspiring. And like, you are the true warriors in life. 
But then also I like didn't want to put, I was, I nearly like wrote a story being like, I have a husband of the year. And then I was like, no, don't do that. That's really annoying and insufferable. And people will hate you. I hate you for even just like writing that. But I had a pure moment of appreciation. And it's in moments like that too, when like, you know, we do the dating Q and A's and I get these questions from you guys when you're like, I don't know if this person's really interested in me or they're blowing me off. I'm not them. They're not making time for me. I'm like, you know what you need? You need someone who's actually going to do this shit for you. And if they can't like respond to a text back or make a plan to see you or date you exclusively, like, how do you think you're going to get to this level? Like, how do you think you're going to get to the next level of things? And so I just want to say never settle <laughs> in case you're having a lonely January because the person who is going to unpack your bags and do your laundry and cook you dinner when you're tired from a flight is out there waiting for you. And that's a level you should aspire for. I still can't believe I have that in my life, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, I think that that's... Oh, I just want to say actually one thing before we wrap up this solo episode. I'm so mad at Essence. I've been a loyal customer for so long. I guess people have just discovered it right now and are like going goblin mode on the sale, which I get, by the way, because it really is a wonderful sale. But I ordered all this stuff at the beginning of December. And three weeks later, I'm not even kidding you, three weeks later, by the way, they charged my credit card for, you know, significant amount of money, took the money, wrote to me and were like, by the way, none of these items are available. Not one, not two, none. There was like seven items in the order. We're going to have to refund you. I'm like, how can it take you a month to respond to my e- to an order and not have anything available? Like, you guys are a large retailer. Like, this is not some rinky-dinky, like, brand's first collection or, like, new business. Like, you do this sale every year. You obviously know the way it goes. And like, maybe I don't know, they weren't prepared for the amount of traffic they're about to get or is bigger this year. But like to take almost a month to respond to a customer after charging them to tell them you have none of the items like why even do the sale, hon? Like, what was the point of that? Like, do you understand what a tax it is to go through like 40 pages of the essence sale? Those are hours of my life I'm never going to get back. Like I want to send essence of an invoice for my time. Because that shit is time consuming. It's not about not having the items. It's about the hours I spent culling my cart down to that very specific basket of items to have none of them. Not one. I'm deeply disappointed, but don't know how long I can hold a grudge because their kids section is amazing. And I just, 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 just started like, considering baby shopping which I know is like kind of late in the game um but I was new to this world being that like I'm the first of friends to have kids like you know immediate friends and like I'm not really around young children like that so I was sort of I guess I like put it off because I didn't really know much about it and now I'm like deeply in the swing of like reading like 20 and 22 like best gadgets new parents need and like what's the best travel stroller and like what's the best breast pump and what's the best changing mat and etc etc it's like really addictive 
also like that you start to do that when you build your registry for those of you who are new to the game um I got bullied into making a baby registry which is so fun I guess I'd never experienced this before because we skipped out on having a traditional wedding as you know and so we never really like registered for anything we just kind of did it all and then we were like you know what we should do this for our daughter let people buy her things because they want to um we are having a really low-key baby shower engagement wedding housewarming rolled into one but there'll be like no gender reveal or games or like anything like that because we're doing it together because like that's not really our vibe um to go like that traditional route so yeah we've been making a registry for her and fall into the deep dark world of parenting reviews and baby item must-haves so if there's any interest I probably will do an episode on I've spent so much time researching this now that I feel like I need to pass on the good handy information that I've got but also if it's not your vibe and you're like yuckers I do not want to hear you talk about baby shit for an hour I totally understand because 2020 one Amrit would not have wanted that either um or been interested in that but now that I am with child I have a different set of interests um it's my own agenda but yeah I will probably do an episode soon on baby wrecks just because there are so many it's so overwhelming and confusing and yeah it's really a whole new world for people who are out there navigating it for the first time power to you um it it can be a mission um that's all for me for this week I just wanted to really you know have a little unhinged chat with you guys because I missed you uh, over the holidays and I really thought I would be doing episodes but I then like went on this digital detox like namaste journey where I actually like wasn't like I was like, I'm not really going to be on my phone and I was looking and not posting. Like I had no service. It was really crazy. Um, it was crazy because I landed at the airport and I couldn't call an Uber. I was like, because John, like John's like, I get the bags person and I'm the like, I organize the car person. So I'm like trying to, I was thinking like, okay, once I land in America, like I'll be able to just turn my phone on and off and the SIM card will just reconnect. No, that was not the case. Uh, I could even like call a car at three in the morning really stressful (laughs) it was really not (laughs) the way back to land but um we're back we're online we have a a lot of chaotic shit to talk about as per always I will be bringing experts guests founders icons onto the show to also be gas bagging about more unhinged things um I'm just glad we're in the new year and don't have to look at anybody's ins and outs list anymore because a lot of you need to get a journal and not put us all at the mercy of your like personal journeys, 30, 40 pages, even though I did do a little ins and outs for the the sexy people, the sexy people at Culture Magazine. But um, yeah, I'm just glad I don't have to read that shit anymore. But On that note, (laughs) we leave in peace and love. I will say thank you for joining me for the first Unhinged back of the year. A lot more Unhinged to come, a lot more surprises, gifts, guests, you know, they're all coming your way. So I hope that you're enjoying 
whatever start into the new year you've had, there is no pressure to be super productive or jump into everything. Take all the time you need. None of it really actually matters. Um, I had a way slower start back than I expected. And it's not even that like, I, I'm like someone who wakes up at five in the morning. Unfortunately, my body just just wakes me up at that time. And I'm awake and I'm just like lying there and I'm like, I have no will or desire to get on with my day. And that's okay. I think for a lot of people who are feeling this way, like beating themselves up, especially at the resolution in and out people who are like very namaste gung ho and like starting it a certain way. And, you know, every day is a new journey and just leaning into like how you feel and what you need and what you need to do for your body in that time is the most important thing. We'll get there and we'll get there together. And I'm looking forward to chatting to you guys again soon. Ciao for now. Leave us a loving review if you are so inclined. Telling us how much you missed us, that's okay too. You know, words of affirmation I absolutely love. Until then, you can catch me on Instagram or in the podcast for the next episode. Okay, ciao.